Coming to you from the Underground Studio, this is the Sipping Social Podcast. My name is Mike Caro. I'm here with my boy and certified bourbon steward, Garrett Turnquist. Yo. We've also got our stellar producer on the mic, Johnny. Say what up. What up? We're here to dive into all aspects of the restaurant industry. We truly love what we do and love talking about it. We're going to pour, sample, and review anything you need to know about. Pour yourself a cocktail and join us on this journey. Let's Let's go. go. Thanks for joining us, guys. We got episode 61 here at the uh, Sipping Social Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I uh, hope everybody's having a great day today. I know we are, and you're going to get to hear all about it because we've been drinking since 9.15 this morning. It's It's been a day, Mike. It's been a, a great day, Johnny. We'll get into it, but I truly yeah. appreciate which, what you know everything that you guys brought me uh, brought me over to... Well, Jesus Christ. Uh, it's all right. Just take a deep breath, and you're just, you're just excited about what we did today. <laughs> So take a deep breath and hit the reset button. It's been a day. It's been a day. A great day. We'll get so into it. We're going to talk about that in a little bit, but first, what are we sipping on? I got the uh, the Hopewell Brewing Ride or Die Pale Ale that we uh, featured on the last podcast. Johnny, what you got? I have a Evan Williams 100 Proof Bottle and Bond Old Fashioned. Is it good? Ooh. No, it's delicious. Nice. Garrett? I'm drinking the Fat Tire Ale. We talked about that before, right? A couple times. Do you like it? I do. Is it easy to drink? It's very easy. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Let's have some fun. Let's go. All right, all right. So, uh, I'm not promising anything good, anything good out of this uh, episode because, like I said, we've been drinking since nine fifteen. No, there's gonna be good stuff here. <laughs> Just be facetious. We got we brewed with Salamo today. We showed up at about nine a.m. this morning. At about nine twenty, they handed us some beers. I'd like to go on record as saying we show up at 9, and at 9.20, I said, we should probably drink some beers. Right, so... They were not like, hey, Garrett, let's get some beers. I was like, hey, guys, let's get some beers. So you never know when you show up at a brew day. We're fortunate to have done this multiple times. There's been many times where we've showed up on time, and they weren't there yet, and we waited for them. Right. There's been other times where we showed up fashionably late, 15 minutes late, and they're like, we've been drinking without you. Where you been? You're like, it's 15 minutes. Yeah. So you just never know what you're going to get. So So, today, so let's back up one second here, but before we go into the day, all right. uh, What is a brew day? And what is the significance of a company like yours doing a brew day? Nice. So with bourbon belly hospitality, we partner with uh, local breweries. We've done this probably a dozen times for you listeners uh, that have been with us for a long time. You know about it. Newer ones might not know. Uh, we partner with microbreweries. We do a collaboration where it's whatever their microbrewery is. This case, in this case, is Salem Oath. So it's a Salem Oath or Hidden Hand, which we can dive into in a little bit. Hidden Hand Bourbon Belly Hospitality Collaboration. We're brewing a beer just exclusively for a restaurant group. The four restaurants with the fifth one on the way. They will hold back a couple kegs to keep in the brewery, uh, especially if it's tasty. This is a bigger... Uh, brew that we're doing. So, how many half barrels is going to yield? Uh, I think we're only going to yield. This actually be smaller. It's going to be fifty. Fifty half barrels. Fifty half barrels. But that's like that's only. like that's only. That's not small. Well, that's, the last one big. we did Salmouth was sixty. Okay, but that's smaller for them. Like some of the other breweries we've worked with have not been that that large. Oh, they've been half that. Yeah. So for them, I, I, it's still a lot of beers. Oh yeah. Lot lots and lots of beers. So. They have us. Uh, we get to invite our whole staff. They train us. They teach us. We get to brew with them. Um, today there was a lot of. The most importantly, we got to like pick out the the hops that we use, the the structure of the beer, the flavor profile, and the ABV. 
Right. So we we get to be involved with that, Garrett and I do, because uh, we're boys with Salamoth, obviously. Not, not everybody that was there today got to say Correct. what was going on with that. But we all had a hand in brewing it today by dumping the hops, hitting some switches, you know. Uh, Garrett didn't get to use his, do his usual pro clamping move that I was we had multiple. By that. Yeah, why didn't you ask if you could do that? I did. And what did he say? He, he shut said, you down. He said like uh, it'd be like another forty-five minutes, and I forgot. <laughs> well, very yeah, disappointed. But but you're getting better each time you do it. One hundred percent. You're doing a great job with that. So we got so we got there at nine thirty in the morning, and I've never done anything like this before. Yeah. So yeah, um, I've seen pictures of you guys do things like this where I've come and. Where you guys, you know, sent pictures and you're like sweating your your, your asses off and your and your hands on. Well, there's there's two different roads. <laughs> it's either like that. There's like the fork in the road. It's like you're either doing nothing or you're just drinking the whole time, or you're actually like dumping bags of grain and hops and stuff like that. And you're like pulling the the grain hoe and stuff like that. It it, it just really depends. Like you're doing on, all the work. You're doing all the work, and they're just standing there drinking or hanging out with you and like telling you how to do it. So, but today was pretty relaxed as far as a brew date goes. Yeah. Um, John, you asked me the question like, "What did you get? What did you get out of this? Or what? How did you phrase that when we were sitting there? Like, what did you want out of this? Or what did you expect out of this?" I was like, "This is everything I wanted it to be, as far as like us like getting together. We have our whole, a lot of staff there. They're getting educated based on all the different brewing like brewing techniques and types that they roll out. They have their canning line that they show all us that stuff on. They have their X-ray." Um, uh, machine where they check the cans and that's their quality control. So while we're drinking heavily with these guys and we know these guys intimately and they're they're great dudes, um, they are trying to educate us and our staff so we can sell the beer that we brew with them pretty efficiently. And at a minimum, like any staff that's there, even if they're not pulling out those details, they can tell the customer, like, I went to Salmoth and I yeah. helped be a part of this part of the process. This process and it was really cool. You yeah. should try this beer. Uh, totally. 100%. Anytime that happens, you're going to sell that beer over the other 11 I'm getting that every beers time. draft. 100%. Yeah, for me it was a pretty cool experience, but I like what I was wanted to lead into is like, you know, when when I saw pictures that you've sent cuz I'm just, you know, I know you guys and you you shown me pictures of stuff you've done in the past. I sent you pictures before. And you guys are like sweating your asses off like actually doing all the work. So I show up today with like my safety goggles and my, and like these like protection <laughs> gloves like I'm going to actually like do, do some, some work. do some work yeah. and it was uh, it was really cool it was all just you know basically from my point of view never ever doing this before it was actually a really good plus up from the typical uh, brewery tour that you would do just going there and paying for it and they just kind of show you what's going on you got that added plus of like actually doing a couple things along the way totally and actually getting access to parts of the facility that you normally wouldn't a hundred percent and and then also, like you just mentioned, Garrett, on your side of things, having your staff come and actually be a part of the process on the front end to the consumer is a huge, huge, huge plus um, so that they can actually speak to the customer that I was actually there and I brewed this and I'm really backing this yep. product. Yep. We got to rub the hops beforehand. We got to smell what each the whole, hop The whole process. Like. Yeah. And even if you don't drink beer, I mean, they have seltzers. They have other things, other products they roll out. Automatically, you're connected to that brewery because you've been there. You've done it. You know what, what it takes to brew that stuff. So Yeah. So interesting thing, I the, the main interesting thing I learned today was that um, uh, someone asked the head sales guy, Nick Schofield, like, how many other restaurant groups do you collab with? And he goes... None, you guys are the only one. Yep. Really? And, and I was like, I was like, really? That's it? And he goes, Yeah. Everyone. Sometimes they try, but they they think they can move through sixty barrels or or, or, or 
60 half 40, barrels 40 or, 50, like or 50 half barrels, yeah. but no one actually can, and yeah. your group can. Yeah. So it's we just funny. don't do it with people who can't. It's funny you say that, like, from, from me being outside of the company, like, and thinking about what, what happened today, I did think about, like, is this, because they have those, like, picnic tables and stuff in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, what those are for. Like, it just probably for outside, but. Oh, the ones were, inside? They were inside where we had the Portellos. It was delicious. But I that thought really to myself, good. like, how often do they do they do this type of stuff? These like kind oh, of like rarely. company collab, uh, p- basically parties today. Yeah, you oh, know, very about, rarely about the beer they're brewing. I mean, yeah. they'll do collabs with other breweries, and like three to four people will come from the other brewery and brew with them. So like, it might be a total of, like six or seven people. Today we had close to eighteen. Yeah, well, I think that a lot of that has to do with us building a relationship with them, them trusting us that we can sell the product and move the yeah. product. And we trust them to brew a fantastic beer because we're going to sell 50 half barrels. If we didn't trust somebody to do it, we're not going to do it with them, right? Well, they haven't, they haven't steered us wrong yet. Not not once. So uh, so what we're brewing with them is a hazy pale ale, 5.5 yep. to 6%. I think it'd be less, like 5 to 5.5. Five, five to 5.5? Five yeah. Awesome. So it's a little bit of an offshoot of two different beers that they have, which I, both of them we love. We've had one of them on the podcast before, um, which actually was two again, the Extra Small Wave uh, City Club. That's going to be kind of an um, offshoot of that. Similar style, similar hot profile, all the ones we love. Um, I can't wait to drink it. And when we do roll it out, those dudes are coming on the podcast with us. We're, we're doing it. Ag- freshy Fresh. We're doing it. Freshy Fresh at Garrett's. What do we call it? The office? The, the, the Garrett's office. Far West Underground yeah. Studio. <laughs> Garrett's <laughs> just basement, just <laughs> basement luxury whiskey bar. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to be, this is the best part about that day. We're going we're gonna to drink that Freshy Fresh beer. Somehow we're going to have, oh, we talked about JP bringing on his Philly cheesesteaks. He's going to make yep. them fresh at Garrett's house. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to drink or drink Garrett's bourbon. Yeah. So it's literally going to be the best day and have a podcast. So they're, 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 they're bringing day. a six still over and bringing a kegerator so we can tap a keg. At, at your house? Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. So well, allegedly, uh, we might. We might allow other people to join us for we'll that see. day. We'll we, see. We might. We'll see. Because, I mean, we should share the love on that. We'll see. We'll see how many people they want to bring and then how much room there is in the bar. All right. And then we'll see. Can we make sure that Quinn's the bouncer? <laughs> Can Quinn be the bouncer? <laughs> Quinn's just checking, everyone in. checking names. <laughs> He's like the just golden retriever at the door, just letting everyone in. <laughs> All right. So we just got to give a shout out to our boys at Salamoth and Hidden Hands. Those guys are absolutely out of control when they take care of us. Uh, rolling out the red carpet every time we come there. It's amazing. Um, John Barleycorn was there today, which he hadn't been at the the previous one. Eric Hobbs was there. Bef- see, Hobbs is on vacation every single time we go over there. I know, I, and we love to tell him that, and yeah. he hates, he hates it. it. <laughs> it's, it's the best thing. But then, like, literally our boy, JP, Brad, uh, Nick, I mean, all the guys rolling it out. Our like Wendy, literally our just, Sean was there. Yeah, just making sure that everything is cool. It was a really cool day, and this is like a Tuesday by two o'clock, everybody's just tuned up and ready to go. And I will say this: one of the I love the brewery dates because the brewing dates because you don't know what's going to happen. So we had about sixteen people there. One of them from one, one, half of them was from one of our restaurants. All half of them, all eight of them left to go party at like one a.m. in downtown Naperville. One p.m. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, one p.m. Like literally, we ate and they just left to just continue the party somewhere else, which is whatever. But it's yeah. just. They're they're doing their thing. They had the day off, and it is what it is. It's fun, yeah. <clears throat> and they help facilitate it, so it's cool. That was great. Yeah. All right, sweet. So um, I got a fun thing here. My wife sent me a lovely article from a New York Times food critic, 
who just gave like a basic um, rundown of things that they do when they go out to eat. And I don't want to harp on this too much because I don't like, we're in the industry. We know what we like. I don't, we know our etiquette, what our etiquette is, and we don't want to like um, step on people's toes for the most part anyways. But there's two or three things that this food critic says that's kind of a very valuable information. So um, several things that this, this, this individual talked about. It's from New York Times, so it's kind of legit. Um, my favorite part of the article was that they go through their list of things that they want to order, and at the end they ask the server, is there anything else we missed that we should try? Yeah. So if, like, say, like our restaurant group is known for something, burgers are the burger social. Yeah. Clearly, people are ordering burgers, but then at the end, that the that critic would ask the the server like, "What are we missing out on? Is there something we should like to dive?" Which I thought is like a kind of a cool, poignant question to ask because if you've never been there before, if you're trying to like rate food or you're thinking about food highly like that, you want to try like the the ultimate dish that the the restaurant rolls out. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, so I did today. <clears throat> saw move. What'd you do? I asked him like, I tried these four beers. What am I missing? What do I need to try? There you go. All right. You yeah. should be a food critic. According to or, New York or, Times. Or, a beer, or a beer critic. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I'm already there. <laughs> <laughs> You're already there? You're the beer critic? With you guys, yeah. Dude, I, I tried awesome. to get into that article. Are they? Do, are you subscribed to New York Times? Uh, no. It was just sent to me by Kate. Did, you couldn't get in there? No, I have to... You gotta pay for it? I got to pay. Uh, that really? means you clicked on a New York Times article like four times this year already. Like, no, so many I got to pay a dollar a week. Yeah, you're out. A dollar, really? Yeah. I can't even see the article. <laughs> that's, that's not good. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, so, I don't funny. know. How, so, so, is that the end of the conversation? Because now I'm just bringing it up and... Uh, yeah, I can't nah. read it. I can't read it either. Perfect. So you got to read it for the first time. Oh, Kate read it to me. Oh, so we're having a conversation about this. This article. So she, 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 she must be subscribed to New York Times. I have no idea. Yeah. What a what a podcast. My parents send me stuff all the time, <laughs> and and I have to pay to read the article. And I go, yeah, great yeah. article. Thanks for the send. I don't. I had never read it. Yeah. So there there was a couple one, there was a couple other things that she noted that were like deep dives. Um, I'm not sure we want to put this into the podcast, but. One of the things she, the the critic said was that don't ever order short rib because it's a cheap meat and people think think it's expensive and it lasts a long time. I was like, ooh, this short rib grilled cheese from Maze and Mash is so, so epic. That's that, that's the dumbest that's the dumbest thing ever. I don't, well, so I was just like, yeah, I, I was kind like, of agree with that. Like, who like who, if it tastes good, you should want to eat it. And a properly cooked short rib is delicious. I've smoked I, short rib before. And you I, can I, make it delicious. I, I think that that's like a bougie, delicious. like a super bougie thing to say. Yeah. That's 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 the bottom line. Uh, but the the other comment that I made earlier is a pretty profound thing, like talking about like what did we miss out on if we haven't ordered it already. Yeah, I mean, you say it in the beginning or the end, right? Like, first time here, what's something you guys are known for? What should I try? Right. Or at the end... What did I? What but did they I brought miss? it up at the end, so they weren't influenced by anything else that was ordered pre before that. Sure, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. did we, did, if we ordered it, great. If not, if you guys are known for a certain dish, then this is the time to say it. So, all right. So now is that is that going to give you like a little like um, trigger if anybody ever asks you that at the? I mean, you guys don't actually don't take. You know. I don't know. Trigger social as far as like, oh, so the cauliflower tats are like the banger. No, I mean, dish. like, if you, would, would that ever 
I was gonna say like, I think Garrett, you don't you don't really take order like, food orders anymore. But Mike, you might do at the bar with a few yeah. times you're there. But do you think that'll trigger you if somebody asks, like, if they ordered a bunch of things, and then they ask that last question, we order all these things. Um, <laughs> what is the one thing that we didn't, and then you're like, oh, my God, is this a review guy? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> no, I see. All of a sudden, your, your butt tightens, and you're like, oh, Boop. Well, better give this guy gotta, the best I service gotta, ever. I got to pay attention here. <laughs> that's funny. I, I hope that happens. Yeah. I, mean, I really hope that happens. Just sell them on another dish. <laughs> So, I mean, if someone was to say that to me, spicy nacho, and they hadn't ordered it yet, it's either the cauliflower <laughs> tots imagine, or like, the spicy nacho. Meal and then, like, yeah, you miss out on the spicy nacho burger. You should probably get that and they get a 10 ounce patty. With I will, I every now and then people order food, and then when it comes out, and they're like, This is delicious. And I say, That's awesome. Next time you come in here, try this. You know what I mean? Something in that same vein, but it's, it's hoping that they come back and try something new so they're not just getting the same old thing. So maybe we can just quickly wrap wrap up on this subject with, to, with the talk about the spicy nacho burger from Burger Social. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So, but if my, if I've, I've actually you've, you actually brought up a really good thing. It's like we've we've always you know insiders have always requested that the two four ounce patties, lightly lightly cooked. Yeah, it's golden. Yeah, why don't, our, our why, restaurant why, group's why, not great with it. Why don't you just set it as that's the standard for it? Yeah, and then if anybody wants to request the thicker patty, yeah, that's a, that's a good question, Dan. So I I have suggested to the owners, and honestly, they, the back of the house, they they do what they want. I'm gonna always support them. We we yeah. buy heads every now and then, which is normal. I think that our specialty burgers should be four ounce patties, always cooked medium, mm-hmm. and then you can add on patties, mm-hmm. or you can upgrade to a ten ounce patty. Um, the social burger is a ten ounce patty that makes your brisket and chuck fantastic. So John and I, we love the spicy nacho burger. It comes on a ten ounce patty normally, but if you substitute the two out, two four ounce patties, and it's cooked right, it is the best effing burger. So that's why John and I are talking about that right love now. I'm talking about patties. We could, we could talk about it all day. So um, mm. so I wish our company would do a better job of saying here's the different options. The owners are really proud of the product in the 10-ounce patty. Nobody else has that. Nobody else has that blend, that size. It's fantastic. But there's these other options that we have, yeah, and we should, should just educate the customers. You have to have it because in certain applications, it makes complete sense. Totally. Absolutely. And it's fantastic. So, um, Gary, you got any burger talk over there? <laughs> well, I think that it's in... It's it's okay for them to be like proud of that, but also like... If we're not dogging it, that. That's like up to you and the staff to like say, hey... We are proud of this ten ounce patty. Yeah. How we as employees here order it, we prefer the two four ounce patties. There's no wrong answer, but feel free to try it either way that you want. I like agree. I think, and the, the downer of that is like you're taking how many burger orders a day, how many times do you want to have that conversation. Well, but so Thursday, that actually, Thursday, that, Thursday that, that actually Sunday. might fall on your end as the website person to add a little description saying the staff prefers sure but you also two four ounce patties no yeah. but you also want the the product to be presented want, the way the owners want it i don't so. want to dog the owners or <laughs> yeah, the, the, the that, chefs it, who created that patty and, and not and that's not what i'm trying to do yeah, here exactly. i'm just saying that there's, there's lots of options and so when people come to the social for the first time i say have you dined with us no instead of giving them the full spiel which i should sometimes i don't have that much time i say the social burger is a build your own burger Lots of patty options and lots of cheese options. So explore the menu. But that would be kind of a cool out. like insider note to put underneath each item because you guys are, are you know. I think the insider is cooler when it's spoken than written, because then it's like, then it's like a uh, super exclusive when you speak it and not just written anyone could read it. Yeah, because then if it's in a box, 
on a menu. That's not insider anymore. It's not insider. Everybody knows about it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just different nuances. I feel like every, everybody get, should know about did the Did you guys get the Fomanda cheese yet? How, 61 episodes it took you to bring that out? The Australian sweaty <laughs> cheese. Oh my God. If if none of you know what Fomanda cheese is, which most of you do. Come come to Mike at Burger Social and ask on for On a it. Saturday afternoon at about 2 o'clock. <laughs> It'll be sprinkled oh, on. I just got that from under. <laughs> Down from under. Fomanda. Yeah. 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 Australian. It's not great. So it's very, very earthy. One of the one of my favorite bar stories ever. I was... It was super loud at Barrel and Rye, like the I don't know, like six months into bartending there. And this lady asked me, trying to order a burger, and I'd like lean in to like hear her. And uh, she's asking me like what cheese options we had for the burger. And the other bartender, Chad, was behind me, and he goes, "Don't forget to tell her about the Fomunda cheese." <laughs> so professional. <laughs> she's like, "What's that?" I go, uh, "You don't want that. It's from Australia." <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> so professional. You want cheddar? I promise. <laughs> So All right, let's let's move on from that. No. <laughs> uh, Garrett, I see you have this delicious whiskey sitting in front of us right now. Never it's, heard of it. It's you got it aerating right now. Yeah, it's been open for about forty-five minutes now. Uh, oh, the Larceny, I love those stats. Yeah, Larceny uh, Barrel Proof from Heaven Hill. Cool. And because all we need at the end of a day of drinking is a what proof? It's higher than normal. <laughs> It's uh this this batch is 125.8 yeah, exactly. That's Thank it. <laughs> That's it. I'm glad I'm home. John's <laughs> eyes were just bugging. It's not that bad. It's awesome. All right, and uh, for beer, we we have two delicious hidden hand beers donated to us from our boys over at Fresh, Sonic. freshy, fresh. We got the the Lager 77, which we got to shout out to our boy Brad. Really trying hard to get that into our restaurants. We will bring it in at some point, but uh, you need to take we'll that see. sign. Down across the street before I do that. Uh, that's on the other restaurant, like we talked about earlier today. Uh, we are also going to drink a delicious IPA called Escalators Aren't Rides. And if you've never watched Arrested Development, that's a shout out to Arrested Development. What do you mean, Escalators Aren't Ride? So good. You need to need to watch that show. It's fantastic. All right. Customer of the week. Uh, this one's touchy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so touchy. I have a dog. I have mixed feelings about what I'm about to bitch about, mainly because I understand the mental health issues of having a therapy dog and things of that nature. But clearly, every now and then, one of those dogs is not a therapy dog. I'm going to bitch about it later. Yeah. Yeah. Just because you say it's a therapy dog doesn't mean it's a therapy dog. I know. I was going to say the exact same thing. Yeah. So we'll get into that in a little bit. Let's drink a little bit more because we haven't had enough. All right, we're getting into our Yeef. Yearly Yeef. industry ebb and flow. Um, my favorite part about this the part tent. of the year <laughs> snow is weather and how it affects the tent. Yeah. No. Uh, Weather's changing. Uh, more people are out. Dude, literally there's a, like a 75-degree day out of nowhere, and yeah. it is everybody's out. Everybody comes out. So it's great. I, I think what my contribution to this subject is uh, – uh, Wheaton, you know, obviously the tent is an amazing experience. Love it. It probably really sucks for everybody that works in a restaurant. Love it. No, in no one can be upset about being busy. You're <laughs> no, I mean, upset you about being busy, you're an idiot. No, I mean, uh, you're right. But it's 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 freaking work for oh, like oh. three months straight. It's yeah. like, uh, you know. When the distance between the table and the kitchen is Yeah, you can't ever complain about Yeah, yeah. But I will say that I've heard multiple people as I was setting up some patio furniture on the third street <laughs> in Geneva. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, saying multiple people said this patios are coming out. 
Um, this is the best outdoor patio town in uh, the western suburbs. In Geneva? Yeah. I believe it. I mean, when you really think about it... Every restaurant there has tables on 3rd Street. On 3rd Street. Which is like the most happening spot. Yeah. I mean, they think they did... I mean, because that street used to be homes, yeah. you have all this lawn space. Right. Where the street is, you know, is wide enough for two, tr- you know, two two lanes of traffic to go by plus and parking. parking spots, and then beyond that, you have large sidewalks, right? Uh, and then it's just lined with outdoor seating, you know. So yeah. what? So what great restaurants are on Third Street besides Barrel and Burger Local? Uh, I mean, if you're looking at whiskey, niche. Well, so you have they don't have an outdoor patio. So, so you got preservation bread and wine. Which has the nice outdoor patio, not on the street. Not but on the patio, not on the street though. But they, they have got a, they got a great da- preservation outdoor patio. salad. There's yeah, a there's like a wine bar across the street from uh, Barrel Bert. that has like twenty five to forty tables, right? Like depending on uh, what's going on there, with, uh, doing live music. All the front yard is full. Um, there's like a bunch of like ice cream shops that have stuff out there, and there's like a, a two Mexican place, two Mexican places, uh, and then the, the Alchemist, the Alchemist, the Alchemist has, has a huge patio. Huge patio. And then there's a couple of other places, like the Italian place is a huge patio that just opened up. Yep. That's cool. Uh, it all sounds very nice. I just, Wheaton's got a better outdoor patio situation going on. The nice part about Geneva is that it's a long strip. So, like, if you... Spread out. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit spread out. And you can, like, you can walk it, like, after a full meal. You can, like, let's just do a lap around 3rd Street. And you can get, like, some exercise in, like, walk off your meal. I love it. And that. still feel that you're still a part of, like, that tent atmosphere. That's cool. Yeah, I wasn't saying one was better over the other. I'm just, I was just kind of saying that, like you're just quoting someone. I, I kind of, I, I wasn't saying that you were saying. But, that. but I can, when you think about it, like yeah, that, take a step back. That Mike. Third Street is. Hey, a Johnny, take a step back. I wasn't talking <laughs> to him. I was talking to the people who said it. Listen, everybody, take a step back from today. Let's go. <laughs> All right, let's start. But over. I just and thought, we're back. I just thought that Third Street does have a unique aspect to it for more reasons than one. And I do realize when somebody says something like that, when you do look up and down that street, there is a lot of outdoor space like areas to hang sure there is yeah and even whether, like, whether it be a candy shop or a coffee house or a wine place or a fancy restaurant or a bar or a, a uh you know a craft beer and b- burger kind of place yeah um it is a good street to, well to even like some of those like i love geneva those yeah. like home great like town. those like home stores like home decor stores where you can like find the sign that says uh we may not have it all but we all have it together uh like signs that you just put on your mantle and, but they'll also have like a liquor license to sell wine, and they'll put like two tables out front, so like people can go to the shop and get a glass of wine and sit out front. Like you just feel like you're a part of like this walking around community. I think I think how I should should have stated is it like with downtown Wheaton being more centralized, dude. It's it's Gen- there's nothing G- like that. Geneva is more spread out. Yeah. yeah. So like yeah, you guys Geneva said, you got six like blocks. you got like four to six blocks to like walk up and down and like kind of shop. Yeah, not every shop has stuff out front. Right, but but you have that like luxury to like take your time and right. shop where like wheat and everything's condensed. That large community so that, effect that on Hale Street is amazing. Those nine well, restaurants, it feels like a German like beer tent there. Yeah, yeah. so that, I, I guess <laughs> that, that that that's how the difference for me is that it's it's whooping it up. It's kind of like Epcot Center. You can kind of like one hundred percent. Yeah, travel around the travel, travel around, around the world. Yeah, drink around the world. You know. Oh, speaking I've of, I've been there. Speaking of, I'm doing so, that. So wait, Epcot Center has uh, a row, probably like fi- you know, it's 15 countries, 15 different countries that it's you like can literally hop. taste the food and drink the drinks of those countries, and all in one row, one quick, one quick, quick area. Speaking my language. So it's, you know, we have Italian, we've got 
Um, Dude, it's, it's it's everything. Mexico, Canada, United States. Uh, well, I was going to try to list France, things in the, in the tent that you can get. Oh. You got Mexico. You have yeah, no, Italy. Drinking on the world. Yeah, Molly and I did it once. It took us three hours. I love it. <laughs> I'm incredible. so jealous. I'm going back in May. Never seen it. Very cool. I'll take detailed description when I go in Pictures. There. Send pics. Yeah. Otherwise, it didn't happen. It, otherwise, it didn't happen. <laughs> All right. Um, the other the other yeef we got going on, which you know like. Weather, patios, which is fantastic. Uh, everybody's about to graduate right now from high school and college. So massive Ugh. graduation parties. We've talked about this in the past. As long as they set it up, 14 to 20 people, reservation, no problem. Let you if you're, just, time, if you're right? just walking in, that's, that's my only qualm. I have no problem taking bigger parties. We do that all day, every day. If you just walk in with 20 people, it's an issue. I was at... Uh I was at Burger Local earlier this uh, last week, and a twelve top walked in at one p.m. and they, like, they were scrambling, yeah, to like put tables to together put like tables together, and like yeah. they already had, the room was already full, and that's super annoying. So anyone who's listening, and anyone that's like, hey, we might have a large table, just just give them like give them an hour, it, it, hour or just or just a twenty minute heads up. Yeah, just something, just something minutes. in advance. Literally, just say, "Hey, we got a big party coming over. Like ten to fifteen people to be like, great, come bo- come by in a half an hour." Yeah, you just walk in, it's trouble. If we have to wait a little bit, that's totally fine. But just give a heads up. So I wish uh, somebody would give me the heads up on how much beer I was going to have today at Salamoth because uh, I wouldn't put two in front of us right now to keep drinking more beer. As far as the heads up goes, so we're going to start off with the. You need me to tell you how much you're going to drink going to a brewery. <laughs> I was trying to just do like a fun segue and it didn't work out that great. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. All right. So we got two beers from Hidden Hand that were gifted to us today. Freshies. These are like the freshest beers you could ever drink. We got to go shopping in their I know. In I, their, love, I love that their term. Cooler things enormous. And Nick literally just said what beers yeah, what do, do you want? Wanna, what kind of beers do you want to drink today? You wanna work on that? Sure. Um, so the first one is, uh, I'm glad I did all the work on that. The first one is, uh, <laughs> called the Chicago neighborhood, the 77. It's a lager. You loosened it up for me. I did. I did. So they were, they were trying to open, <laughs> they're trying to pull two glasses off of each other that were kind of stuck together. You could probably hear it in the background. Uh, if fun. you, if you were paying attention, but here we go. We had a 77 lager, delicious sound effects. Where you go, Gary. So this, fresh. this is super Low ABV. This is meant to be crushed everywhere. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. Totally. Doesn't matter where you are, this is meant to be crushed. So the 77 lager, Chicago neighborhood lager. Um I I really like the style of this can and how this beer tastes. Um I'm gonna let John describe the back of it because it has a cool little map. But cheers to you guys. Cheers to Salamoth and Hidden Hand for brewing this beer. Cheers. Cheers. So what is, I mean, I'm, am I looking at just the uh, the counties in the Chicagoland area? I don't think it's the counties. There's like 77 neighborhoods of some oh, sort. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So Cause, I think there's cause, yeah, because I can see how DuPage County kind of fits into this. So it's basically you can see the the lakefront, the little sh- you know kind of shoreline there, and then there's just a bunch of grid lines for each uh, little neighborhood in the Chicagoland area. Yeah, and they claim that this beer represents Chicago, that it's just like the the quintessential Chicago light drinking beer. And uh, after having a couple sips, I'm not sure I disagree with them. It's kind of funny how the the front of it, um, I don't know what their intention is with this pattern, but it looks like a chain-linked fence. fence. Um, And you know that a lot of of like neighborhoods, 
in the Chicagoland area play a lot of baseball, softball. A lot of softball. Um, so I, I don't know if that's a play on that. Little neighborhood go. softball parks, but it's kind of cool. Kind of gives it that neighborhood feel. This this is the beer that they want to replace Coors Light on your lines at your bar. So Coors Light, a little bit above four, like four two. Uh, this is four percent, and uh, just meant to be crushed. Yeah, this is easy drinking, lawnmower, lawnmower beer. They have lots of these hanging, doing it up. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I feel like you know. Would you reach past a Coors Light for this beer, Brad? Listen up. <clears throat> Oh jeez, um, you know what? Like I, I think we're not we're not giving this a chance uh, right now as much as it should because it's been in the back of the truck for a little and bit, and it's not super cold. It's um, pretty cold. It's fairly cold. But I think for me personally, like I would I would go more for a Coors Light just okay. because I like tasteless beers. Well, I can buy eighteen of them in one. <laughs> Yeah. One hole. Yeah, that's true. That's um, true. But as far but as far as a light crisp craft beer goes, mm-hmm. oh. I like I like this a lot. Yeah, I mean if, if that's the parameters and it's really this good. Is really good. Yeah, absolutely. For me, I think it's a little too heavy. If I'm throwing a party This is an all day drinker for me. Yeah. 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 I mean to preface, you I mean, I, I hope everybody knows that's 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 a repeat listener is that I'm not a big beer drinker. <laughs> And, you, and honestly, um, dude, you're just being honest. It's not like a dog yeah, on a beer. No, you're no, just no, being no, honest. no. The flavor's good. I, d- I think it's a little too lagery for me, if that's, a, if that's a word. Yeah. If I'm going to a bar and this is the same price as a Coors Light, I'm buying this 10 out of 10 times. But if I'm if I'm going all day, like bar hopping, like in Wisconsin, like around the lakes or whatever, yeah. in uh, Coors Light's 250 and this is $4. That's I'm, what I'm saying. Doing, I'm, I'm just drinking Coors Light. Yeah. I, I hear you. It's good. It's it's a really good light beer. Yeah. So you can't argue against that. Seventy seven lager, hidden hand, great, delicious craft beer. I think the next one is gonna be a little bit more to our liking. So this is a hazy double IPA. Escalators aren't rides. And <laughs> it's fantastic. So it's it's just a shout out to one I of my favorite too early. <laughs> one of my favorite one of my favorite shows of all time. I freaking love it. Here we go. Sound effects. Oh, money, Garrett. Money. Oh, here we go. Here we go. More. More sound effects. <laughs> got his own. <laughs> Double mic it. <clears throat> All right. So this beer looks like, but it was only the second throat clear of the day, just so you guys know. Um, this beer looks like orange juice. <laughs> this beer looks like orange juice. And I, I guarantee you it tastes a little bit like orange juice with mango and pineapple notes. You tried it already? I've had it before. Nice. It's really good. So 77. I don't know what my deal is. It gave me instant heartburn. Instant. Yeah. And I don't know what is with like the craft beer for me. Like, I don't know if it's my allergies or something like that or something. But sometimes it just. Do you think it's anything to do with the amount of. I get kind of like and throat it up, throat it up with a little bit, and I feel yeah. a little swelling going on. Yeah, y- you might be allergic to b- yeah. to some yeast or hops. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be. There's there's that that's that's a possibility. That's for not sure. normal. Yeah. Do you find that with salamoth in general? No, or just no. just that beer it's, you just had. No, it's with a lot of crap beers. Yeah, I so mean, I would say with like n- like ninety five percent. Oh, hundred percent, you're allergic. Then. 
That's yeah. what's up. You're allergic to hops. 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 You're, allergic, you're allergic to hops. Yeah. There's probably a, a small amount of hops that don't. Because I get you. all, cl- I get all, I feel like getting all closed off. Yeah. And then I get like flushed and I feel hot. You look warm. Should we Do have I? CJ yeah. perform CPR on you? <laughs> <laughs> Our buddy CJ's here at the bar in the uh, underground studio. He's working right working now. Working at the bar, listening to the podcast live. <laughs> no, but it, it is a thing for me, so. Well, John, I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Well, if if that comes across in the future, let's like bring some data together based on like what we're drinking, yeah, we and maybe like we can figure out what what it is that triggers that. Out. Out. Yeah. yeah. I'll set up an Excel spreadsheet for that. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Garrett. Yeah. Well, we also have our boy Nate working on the Wikipedia page, which is going to happen, and maybe he could put John's allergies on one little section. Yeah. Not like the like the little thumbnail yeah. down. Mm-hmm. What John's allergic to? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got some allergies. Okay, mostly, mostly dairy and overeating. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's allergies, but None. I would be I would be Give in, him more. In, interested in knowing what's in that seventy-seven because it it, it, well, does he, it it definitely has an effect on me right now. They said right. they, they use a uh, they use a wine yeast for all their beer, so I wonder <laughs> if 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 a wine yeast might be something. Mm. And like I think a lot of craft breweries use wine yeast, but he said lots of their beers. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but not, but not he, it's not affected him before. Like the 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 small wave that we've had he on the podcast, it. I had that today and it was no problem. It was great, no problem. Yeah. So is that the yeast? I wonder if it's like amount of consumption per day, too. Like, because you've had like I don't know a couple couple of beers from Salomo, maybe mm-hmm. you don't really choke up until like the sixth one. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just talking out loud. I, I love it. Dr. Garrett. Yeah. Put in, Do- put, Dr. Hollywood. Put it in the self-spreadsheet. In the house. <laughs> no, there were th- there's definitely something with, something with that beer that affected me. All right, so what about this one? So the escalators aren't rides. Did you try that one, John? How's your, how's your throat feel right now? Also interesting if another beer like calmed it down. Like an this beer like is an fantastic. Antacid. I hope this beer doesn't fuck you up because this beer is delicious. That's really good. That beer is really good. That's so yeah. tasty. It's mm-hmm. that's smooth. That's easy drinking. I right, so I'm like not I reaching. Say, I'm not reaching past this one. That's for sure. It's so good, Gary. Guess what hops are in this? Citra and mosaic. A hundred percent, dude. Oh my god, it's so good. Seven point six by ABV. Um, this is a specialty release by Hidden Hands. Run out and get it because it's it's really good. They got it at the brewery. Um, we will have a keg of this on social sometime soon. Uh, but I couldn't tell you uh, where else to get it on draft besides the brewery. Working hands. It's it's really good. This is so good. The the seventy seven. I'm gonna give a six because I I drink light beers. Yeah, where do you rate Coors Light? That probably seven. Yeah. So I just I, under. I, I hate to I hate to say it. Like I like Coors Light a little bit more than that. Yeah. Um, this is an eight for a hazy the, the double escal- IPA. The escalator. Eight, yeah. The 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 escalators is eight. That that beer is fantastic. I'm giving this eight three, and um, I'm going out tomorrow trying to find more of it. It's or just text your boys and you can go shopping in the cooler because they had a ton of it. I in did there. I did a little shopping already today. I don't want to hit them up <laughs> twice. <laughs> Gary was just like we go in the cooler and it's like what? Oh, so, uh, what about this four pack? And uh, what about this four pack? Well, my sister was me too. She's like, well, what can I grab? I go, we'll just share. I promise. <laughs> I just split it with they're, her. They're so generous over there, dude. Oh, they're so great. When we walk into the, the beer cooler at, at Salomo, they're like, Mike, here, just hold this um, cardboard crate. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I going to do with this? So like, case. boom, it's just like 
all of a sudden, like eight four packs or six four packs come out of nowhere, and I'm just walking out of there with the. I'm free still case. sitting on a case of Lou from the last time I was there. <sighs> Tasty. You should probably shotgun one of those. When I get home, I will. Did John any issues from shotgunning uh, a Lou today? No. So, so a specific thing about the uh, the the hidden hand seventy seven lager different than the Lou Kolsch doesn't affect you. Like the seventy seven lager, it's got to be something because like I, yeah, something like I'm getting like really flushed, and mm. I'm getting like tight in my throat. When was the last time you had whiskey? No, I mean I had. I, just, I mean I, I was totally. No, that, totally that, might, that might fix I, it. Totally fine until I had a sip of this. I was and trying to have a fun segue into the whiskey. No, I'm saying like the whiskey could help I you. Fucked it up. I'm no, just you didn't do it. No, but there there are beers. The lager. Yeah. I don't know beers that well. I mean. I'm trying to learn every day with you guys in this podcast, but what is the difference between the the Lou and this? The so Lou, the, is a Lou a lager? No, it's oh. an ale. So it's I think it's shit. lager. What's what specifically about a lager makes a lager? So the uh, lagers and ales are just based on the fermentation, um, the the temperature of the fermentation. Uh, ales ferment at the top of the tank, and lagers ferment at the bottom of the tank. It's all the same ingredients. But could so there be some sort of enzyme that only gets in a lager? There, there might be a byproduct of that for sure. Hmm. There might be. There also might just be a hop that's hmm. in there that you're, that's no good for you, you know? Yeah. That's, um, so just like weed affects people differently, hops affect people differently. Mm-hmm. Some people, maybe an Irish, I'll drink a double IPA, mm-hmm. and I'll feel splotchy every now and then. And I don't know, I don't think it's the beer. I think, like, it's it's what's in the beer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... But I also get red face every now and then. So, <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, delicious booze, Garrett, you're up. So we got uh, Larceny Barrel Proof from. Uh, I think I've only had this one time. Johnny Fitzgerald, uh, only just once. Yeah, who make who makes this product? Heaven Hill. And tell tell us why it's special. Uh, because Heaven Hill is like one of the best distilleries in the world. Awesome. Um, and Larceny is. So you can buy a regular bottle of Larceny for thirty bucks ish, thirty five, um, at ninety four proof or ninety three, and uh, so th- we have a special one. It's a barrel proof. It's the A one twenty three. Just a quick nerd note. Uh, so Larceny has, or sorry, uh, Heaven Hill has these rick houses, and they have uh, barrel proof versions of Larceny and Elijah Craig. And the best Elijah Craig barrel proof I've ever had is the A120. Uh, and that's the A meaning the Rick House and the number meaning the space, the spot in the Rick House. So this is uh, the A123, which is in the exact same Rick House. Ooh, nice. Um, kind of same area, just different uh, different mash bill. So the it comes in at uh, a proof that Johnny would appreciate, uh, 125.8. Um, and it's a weeded bourbon. I think we should try it. I think uh, the one twenty five may clear my allergies. Oh, always allergies, Mike. <laughs> Dude, I don't know what CJ it. just showed up. Did you just see? CJ? Did he get a pour? <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I told him to get rid of everything in his glass. CJ coming in for a pour. Just a nip. 
That a boy. That a boy. I right, so Heaven Hill, one of our favorite distilleries to work with. We do good, 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 good work with them. They're Elijah Craig Small Batch, ninety-four proof bourbon, delicious in the cocktail. Great daily drinker. Great, good flavor. I would say prototypical bourbon. Yeah, I say. You know what it, I mean, it, 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 it checks all the boxes. It does. You know, what just I mean? like Buffalo Trace does. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. Cheers. Ooh, smells good. So take a little sip. Don't judge the first one. Judge the second one. First one's going to wake up the back of your throat. I get a little extra tingle on the front of my tongue on the first sip. It's really nice. It's a nice, strong bourbon. Yeah, a lot of cherry cola notes. Um, like a lot of like strong, like like heavy burnt uh, caramel. Lots of strong flavors. I, I get the cherry in there. I get some vanilla. Yep. I get like a cherry vanilla Coke. Yeah. That's a that's delicious. The the nice part about this um, with this this specific specific barrel proof larceny is that uh you open it you pour it and then you wait two weeks and try it again yeah. and, it, and it mellows out quite a bit evolves a little bit yeah it uh it it opens up very nicely nice um i've had a larceny barrel proof bottle at the house that i have had open for maybe a year and i keep going back every once in a while and grabbing a nip and this it is gets better it gets better like this is is kind of strong up front yeah it's only been open for like 45 minutes sure um, and every time I go back to it, I go, man, I don't know why I don't drink this every single time That's I awesome. go downstairs. Um, but I refuse to, even though I have backups, I refuse to like have more than one. I think it's just so good one. And then I move on to something else. Uh, I give this like a, it's like a seven, seven, nine, not quite an eight. Uh, and I think it's a great, it, once it's open, I think it's a great, like daily drinker, awesome. I um the proof is strong. It's strong, and it's strong flavored. It's really good flavor. I'm gonna yeah, give this it's intense a seven seven five, just below yeah. yours. Um, I think that for me, a little bit of water in there in a cocktail, delicious as it is right now. It's still good, but I think that it that I could elevate it with something else, and I haven't even tried it with anything else. But that's just the way my brain works. So. I also think like if you had a one and a half ounce pour of this and then you got a second one, the second one is going to taste 10 times better than the first one. I agree. Your mouth is like kind of numb to like the high proof. And it's, yeah. And you're focusing more on the flavor. Right, right. But I I still feel like I get that flavor. It's really good flavor. It's just high proof. Yeah, I think that the second pour, you're focusing on the flavor, not the heat. I got you. Johnny, how are you you feeling over there, brother? Dude, I I can't even. You're not doing it? All right, sweet. So let's, uh, Let's uh, talk about our customer. So Johnny gives it a quick. ten. <laughs> Johnny loves it. <laughs> Johnny loves the seventy-seven. Um, let's talk about our customer of the week real quick, so I can just get this off my chest. You like I, you, like da- you like dags? You like dags? So I'm a dog lover. I have a dog. I want dogs to be everywhere. I go to breweries where dogs are just everywhere. There are plenty of people who come into social with a service dog. Clearly not a service dog. I'm so, all for service dogs for like 
blind people, people who can't see very well. Whatever. You if you need a service hearing. dog, bring them in. But service dogs are trained. Protection. Yeah. They 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 stay they're with mellow. you. They help you out. They're mellow. They're chill. Last week, some guy brought a service dog in. There was like a, I don't know how to say this word, molasolapsa. Yeah. There's like the 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 long haired mm-hmm. like clearly wasn't a service dog, and this dog was just roaming around the second floor of the fucking restaurant. All by itself. All by itself. And then finally, he knew we were annoyed, and then he just went and scooped it up and like put it in his lap. And when his buddy showed up, he's like, "Oh, you brought the puppy." No, oh, jeez. I'm like, dude, like right in front of me. I'm like, do this dog. And if you're very cute, and if you very a, cute, if you're training a service dog, you don't take it out to eat. You take it to like the mall. You take it to the airport and like let it like be. I'm I'm just so torn distracted. about it because because it pisses me off. And I have a dog, and I want dogs to just hang. I want to hang with dogs. So yeah. So if you got a service dog, great. Come on down to the Burger Social. If it's not a service dog, just don't say it's a service dog, right? Or just eat outside. Just eat outside. You're right. You're right. So uh, I'm glad I got that off my chest. Like I said, precursor. I love dogs. Have a dog. Probably going to adopt another dog. Coming soon. Going to be badass. You want, um, my, you want my dog? You can have him. Oh, you don't like him already? No, I love him. He's, uh, he's the yeah. best. He just, he just killed two rabbits last week. Oh, I love him too then. Bring, grew to be his best friend. Yeah. They'll, they'll, be, they'll be hunting rabbits together. All right. We're going to wrap this up. Um, we gotta give a shout out to our boys at Salamoth, Hidden Hand. What they did today for us was amazing. Um, with the BBH, with the Sipping Social, just taking pictures and hanging and drinking and just rolling out the red carpet for us like they always do. Uh, fantastic beer. Um, I'm really loving this Escalators uh, Rides. Great hazy double IPA. Garrett, thanks for bringing on that Larceny uh, Barrel Strength Barrel Cask. Cast strength? Uh, yeah, barrel proof. Barrel proof. Um, really, really tasty whiskey. Definitely strong. Um, but it's really, really good. Everybody take care of your bartenders. Everybody take care of your servers. They're definitely working hard for you guys. Uh, everybody drink responsibly. Really appreciate you guys. Join us next time on uh, episode 62. Uh, we got some fun guests coming up. This is the man, Greg Metz. Uh, we've been waiting We're for him for it. a while. He's finally joining us. Episode 62 is a Greg, Greg Metz episode. Let's go. Let's go. All right, sweet. Thanks for joining us, guys. Johnny, you got any uh, last insights for us? Oh, no. I can, nope. I can Johnny, barely breathe. Johnny, can't talk. It's, it's all good. We love you guys. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Until the next time, peace. First of all, we'd like to thank our listeners, our families, and friends that support us. We couldn't do this without you. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Tell your friends about us. Big thanks to our producer, Johnny, and the Underground Studio. Also, shout out to Johnny Perona and Davenport Ed. That's the rockin' music you're hearing in the background. Thanks again, and we look forward to the next cocktail with you. By the way, Garrett, you telling your story about you getting out of the shower dripping wet? Yeah. It's not a good <laughs> visual for me to think about you as dripping wet. Dripping wet. Because you know, like, all, I mean, all the different areas it could be dripping from. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because you got some running off your fingers and your elbows and, like, your back. And little hairs, nips. Yeah, like, and, like, the, like, the random little, like, uh, waterfalls come off, like, the hairs of your balls. Moles.